all right. What else do I have to do? I know I'm forgetting something. Well, we're not uh, we're not live yet. We're absolutely live. Well, I mean, we're live. Oh, and I mean the yeah, the intro us. the intro thing is running. No. All right. Well, fuck it. Let's get it. Recording Let's get it started. Audio. Yeah. I'll yeah, check. it is. I double checked everything. I checked all of too. Just clap synced. Just feels like there's a vacuum right now. I'm not as panicked pray? as I should be. Yeah, I did, pray. can we pray Lord, Please Did you pay your rent December 1st? Well. I did pay my rent. Okay. Stephanie that's didn't pay it. me. Oh, that's it then. So oh, I gotta go crack some knees. Like Call her up right now, live. <laughs> Say you're on the air. She's on an airplane. Anyone ever go to like and a you're in the air. formal dinner or something where then they say like, all right, let us pray before the meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're the only one with your eyes open? Well, yeah, I, I, actually, <laughs> I just go like this. I go, oh boy. I just make this face. This is my everyone else around me is praying face. I can't see it, but I, I think I know it. I think I, I know it. Before. I always keep my eyes open just to see who's got their eyes open. I, yeah. Spike. And then I look at them. Yeah. Who needs saving yeah. here? It, it was great at Dan's wedding. Um, you know, there was there was praying, and I opened my eyes, and James and Jake, <laughs> Jake, our Jewish friend, yeah. <laughs> we're all just staring. Yeah. At each other. I like to do this too. I go. <sighs> <laughs> really loud. Start eating. Really loud too. <laughs> as loud as possible. Mm. Everybody, welcome to a uh, an insidious and offensive bowl of dude soup. You think you're eating one thing, but your kid is on the ground licking drips from something else. Oh man! It'll all make sense eventually. We're talking to talk about Elsa Gate today. I am your host and podcast MC, Lawrence Sontag. That title is going to get longer every week. So yeah, get you ready. change that every week. Too. Yeah, because uh, my job changes every week, Bruce. I'm no, like a, I'm a podcast chameleon. It doesn't change in 150 of these. 151 oh, I'm soon. Sorry. 151. Uh, on that topic, I'm joined by uh, child sex ring expert Bruce Green. Oh, uh, hello. My uh, name is Bruce. <laughs> uh, Your Honor. Disney's animated short Frozen Adventure, Olaf's magical adventure expert James Willems. Mm, they get they removed it because of my complaints. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, a got it I'm saving everyone who hasn't seen Coco yet, but will. Uh, ex, uh, forensics expert, uh, but primarily in regards to gunshot wounds of cartoon characters, Adam Kovic. Hey, Adam. hey, I'm good. I was gonna say I want to be the other woman from Frozen, but I can't remember anyone else. Anna. Other than, is it Anna? Anna. Okay. It's all Hans Christian Andersen. It's all, all of their names split up. I want to be so Olaf. There's Hans. <laughs> there's like uh, the, Christian. There's like Christian or something is the elk. Oh, who's that? And then Anna, and then Elsa, and then Olaf expert Elise Willems. Hey, Elise. Oh wait, I'm the Olaf expert. Yeah, you are. Why can't I just be Olaf? Wait, so I'm the I'm the expert <laughs> right. of Olaf films, but she's the expert of Olaf. Correct. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm true. glad you guys you guys have all sorted it out. This podcast is brought to you by two sponsors, Blue Apron and Movement Watch. As uh, you can go to movement.com/dudesoup to get a watch for ninety five dollars. It includes a free strap and free shipping, and it sends in an elegant gift box that may or may not have anything to do with the holidays coming up. And then you can also get a free meal from Blue Apron uh, by going to uh, blueapron.com slash soup. Your first dinner for free. Hear more about those offers later. Uh, we're playing, Jesus Christ, what is the name of this game? Also, it's, it's right there, the Game Paradise. Weird. Yeah, it's got, hold on, what is it called? Uh, game Tengoku Cruisin' Mix, I believe. Yeah. Wow. So it's like a remaster of uh, it's just like Spoken smut no. fantasy fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, give it a minute. Hold on. Right. Boom. Yep, there it is. <laughs> well, I think it's the same character, except in the remaster, she, she got a lot more jiggly. Can anyway, you play with a controller? Yes, you can. Oh, good. I have tested that. And one week. hand. Who wants to? Uh, <laughs> who wants to play? Give it to me. I'll do it. It's a game parody shoot 'em up, Bruce. And Great. you have to hold down right bumper instead of tapping A to shoot, because then it'll, it'll oh, auto fire right. for you. All right. Uh, oh, that's yeah, that horrendous shrieking is gonna get. Got real fun. Luckily, you guys don't have to deal with that because I've recently, after 150 episodes, 
figured out that people, when people were saying, hey, it's really annoying to hear video game sounds, I was like, maybe it's really annoying to hear video game sounds. <laughs> Finally listened. Uh, we're talking about Elsagate today. You may have heard about it on the internet. Uh, but perhaps you don't know what it is, or you wonder why people are all tossed up about it. We did touch on it briefly in a podcast about a month ago. You can turn that down. <laughs> you sure, I, Bruce? I, I'm positive. Like, you don't like oh, that guy? And I'm absolutely positive. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's real cute. It's real cute, and everyone loves it. See, look at that. You're you're shooting things in an arcade. I want. I want to do this. You're having like fun. This. Everyone's having fun. Why would fun. you tap the button instead of just holding? So everyone's upset yeah, about the uh, the short Frozen film before Coco. Yeah, that's, that's what that's this that's is all about. That's what this is all, all right. about. Good. I'm so I'm I'm not gonna go see Coco until they take that shit out. They did December eighth. Yeah, I'm waiting till December eighth. Good for you, Adam. I'm a hero. You're <laughs> the man I wish I could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I'm boycotting that film. So Elsagate is is uh, we we brought it up in t in uh, in relation to the YouTube algorithm and how YouTube is. Growing increasingly run by machine learning and it's just like robots programming robots that and then that content eventually makes its way to humans and we try to and apply certain patterns to it that you know we don't have the complete story and it gets weird. It gets exceptionally weird when it comes to children's content because children have a number of factors about them that are different than how adults consume content. They're I'll get stupid. to that in a bit. They are <laughs> stupid, but they're also primal. Uh, they have short attention spans. And most worryingly, parents tend to leave their kids with a tablet and just let them consume whatever content they want in whatever volume or whatever order they want. And that has interesting implications as far as AI is concerned and how YouTube's recommendation engine is concerned. Anyway, we'll get on to it. Now I'll have a brief uh, history rundown. So here is here's a, a brief summary, and it's actually much more complicated than this, but luckily we have a whole hour to talk about it. So this is via the Elsagate subreddit, because of course there's a subreddit. Uh, quote, Elsagate is the phenomenon on YouTube of reoccurring themes, animations, and context of inappropriate topics in videos on several channels available and targeted at kids. Those videos often feature Spider-Man, Frozen Elsa, Joker, Mickey Mouse, and other characters popular with kids. Um, the two big sides of Elsagate are whether or not this entire situation is an unintended consequence of how YouTube prioritizes and recommends videos and how kids consume videos, or if it is a... Holy shit. This fucking video game is intense. You can also turn it down. Absolutely not. <laughs> all the way? It only goes It only goes up, Bruce. No, all yeah. the way. Oh. You can go down all the way. I was, yeah. I was trying to, I'm wondering if the high-pitched screaming Japanese girl is a good conversation enhancer. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if the high-pitched Japanese screaming girl is going to immediately Elsagate this video. Uh, right. yeah, I know. No, yeah. that, was, that was part of the reason that I chose this. The other the other reason being there is nothing new to play this fine. week. I, I, just, I think it would be funny if I was like, I was a lawyer. I'd be like, hold on, I'm going to give you some advice. I got everything! Continue, please tell me your yeah. problems. <laughs> no, please pay attention. Oh, yeah, the, the lack of attention span is, is another factor, but... Alright, so the two sides to the Elsagate discussion or investigation, whatever what, whatever you want to call it, is, uh, is... Are these videos being intentionally made to mass manipulate an entire generation of people? Is there a conspiracy? Or is it just incidental based on... How YouTube's monetization and recommendation engine works. Well, wasn't that we we're watching that one video series, right? That was like the, it was very kid friendly, and then people were making like four chan versions of it that yes. were kind of Peppa Pig. Yeah, a big one. and now like and then there's Peppa the Finger Pig. Family song is another big one, right? Yeah, I, maybe you weren't here, Bruce, but it was like it was a super family friendly sort of content, and then it was something where people could just easily. Like I think Lawrence, you're saying is like just made by a robot, right? Could be, yeah. So, yeah. and that's that's part of the investigation. There's a lot of a lot of uh, internet columbos out there, and I don't say that entirely disparagingly because 
it's it, you know, like in a conspiracy it can be tough you don't know where where the crazy line is drawn or where your brain is seeing patterns where there aren't any so what do we think the conspiracy is like who who's gaining from this is what i'm asking uh, a lot of people are making a shitload of money uh there's a lot of monetized views that are be basically like like kids are basically bot farms for these views okay, uh, that are it. earning specific channels a lot of monetized views. Or so it's like it, a cartoon character shooting another one in the head and fucking it. Kind of. Thing. Well, yeah. I mean, so that's the that's in the extreme minority of this of what this content is because there's actually there's a lot of of innocuous content that kids consume and that's still a lot of money. Uh, but let me let me give you guys uh, a brief history here. Hopefully, this will go by quickly. Uh, so in February 2015, Google Google introduces the YouTube Kids app. The idea being that all the content on this app will be pre-screened programmatically, not manually, uh, to be safe for kids, and that you can like you can turn off search with it. So essentially, you can have a tablet that's running YouTube Kids, give it to a child, and then be confident that they're only going to watch child-appropriate content. Yeah, man, that's um, like China internet, kind of. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but for that's kids. like Netflix Kids. It's yeah. curated also, yep. content for well, children. So it's fine. I could be wrong, but Netflix is Kids is manually curated. YouTube Kids is not. So this is, oh yeah, so that, just really quick, Lawrence, I think this sort of speaks to the, the same thing we constantly say about YouTube, which is, even when they say manual review for monetization, like, when a video gets demonetized on YouTube, it gets demonetized, and then you can request an appeal mm -hmm. for a manual review, and when you request an appeal for a manual review, you're assuming someone, a person, actually looks at that video and says, oh, we should monetize this, or, oh, never mind, we shouldn't monetize this. Our theory is that even when you request a manual review, a lot of the times it's still a robot doing <laughs> that. Uh, and so then, just a more, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. a more human robot. Could be, yeah. Like, it has <laughs> like a suit and tie on. <laughs> a different set of criteria. Yeah, so the, the way that the YouTube Kids apps worked in the past is that programmatic filters would determine if a video is safe for kids. And then if it's flagged by somebody, then a human would review it. And if, if it got reviewed, it would be age-gated, which means it can't show up in the YouTube Kids app. Oh that also means that certain ads can't run on it. All right, so, uh, so Kids app introduced in February 2015. By May 2015, certain watch groups were already started to say there's something very wrong here. Um, let's see here. Let me click through real quick to, to see the name of the advocacy group. The, uh, the Campaign for a Commercial-Free Childhood and the Center for Digital Democracy on Tuesday stepped up their criticism of the site. So this is, uh, sorry, this is via today, today.com. Uh, and this, this, this was published in May 2015. Um, stepped up the criticism of the site saying that it is rife with content unsuitable for children. Um, so basically two watchdog groups said, hey, you launched this YouTube Kids app. We took a look and there's a lot of stuff on here that kids shouldn't be watching. Um, and in 2015, Google issued the statement, quote, we work to make the videos and YouTube Kids as family-friendly as possible, and we take feedback very seriously. We appreciate the people drawing problematic content to our attention and make it possible for anyone to flag a video. Flagged videos are manually reviewed 24-7, and any videos that don't belong in the app are removed. For parents who want a more restricted experience, we recommend they turn off search. That was essentially their, their statement at the time. We review it if you flag it, and if you turn off search, it's less likely that your kid will find a problem video. So they were pretty dismissive of it. Uh, that I, I say they're pretty dismissive of it back in 2015. All right, uh, skipping up to 2016, uh, there is a another um, another article ran in today uh, on today.com, uh, and this is like increasing in severity. So like Mickey Mouse, uh, there's something called the Family Finger Song. It's very popular with kids' videos, but it's just like a nursery <laughs> rhyme about your fingers. Oh jeez, um, oh, okay. that's gonna go to a dark no, place. No, not that. No, but no. In this in this version, Mickey Mouse is with a family of other Mickey Mouses, and as he's counting off the fingers, he's shooting them in the head. 
And this nice. is a video that showed up on YouTube Kids. On YouTube Kids? Yes. Uh, and then YouTube issued the comment again. Quote, we appreciate people drawing problematic content, content to our attention. Uh, oh, same, same statement, actually. So I don't think that's a new one. Anyway, so that it was, again, a problem in 2016. Um, concerned parents. There, there were, like, testimonials from, from mothers and, and, and parents and, and families of saying, this is kind of messed up. And I didn't know my kid was seeing this stuff. Yeah. Okay, so now Be we a enter better the, parent. The, Sorry, that's my answer. Yeah, well, that's the easy answer. Well, here's here's my thing though. I I will give the parents the benefit of the doubt in this one because they say they 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 notice and then they say something and then I can only assume that those parents are no longer allowing their kids to go onto YouTube Kid. Oh, I yeah. bet there's not many like dual complaints. Like I'm back oh, yeah. again <laughs> and I'm noticing this again. You know, maybe they're probably warning for the next parent, but. So here's here's the uh, where we're now we're ending the dawn of Elsagate. Basically, when a larger group of people become aware of this and start to start to wonder if there's something thoroughly insidious going on here, or if it's just unintended consequences of YouTube's algorithms. So uh, in July twenty in July July twenty five twenty seventeen now we're this year. Um, so yeah, the Atlantic posted a story titled "The Algorithm That Makes Preschoolers Obsessed with YouTube." And this is essentially, this is not so much about Elsagate itself, but more or less uh, talking about the mentality of a toddler and how that interacts with YouTube's ecosystem. And it's really actually fascinating. And this is kind of what plays into Elsagate, Elsagate's creation. So toddlers are starved for control and they have no attention span because um, they're largely not allowed to make decisions. Um, it's like you don't get to choose what you eat. You don't get to choose where you go or when you sleep. But you're kind of old enough to be frustrated at that, even if you don't know how to say it in words. So YouTube, um, an interactive experience like that, is the the mental the mental effects of that haven't been studied yet. So this article is more about how this shit is like crack cocaine to a small child. If you can watch a series <laughs> of very bright, colorful, expressive videos, hmm. and the rate that you want, and the amount that you want, repeated as many times as you want. It's, it, I mean, to the extent that, like, other generations have had it, like, maybe you had a DVD you watched over and over again when you were a kid. Or a favorite movie, a Disney movie, something like that. I'll, I'll one-up what all these kids have to deal with. Um, <laughs> have to deal with. Well, we had a VHS copy of, like, I don't know, there was, like, a Bugs Bunny or something on it, right? But what we did know was at the end of the tape, someone had recorded pornography. No, nice. oh, no. Like, someone's parent. And we got to the end, and it, it was, like... Hustler TV or something like that or something like whatever the 80s had. Okay. Maybe Playboy or something, but it was just like a woman flashing her badge or whatever. And as like a four-year-old, we're like, what the hell is this? And like, I don't know. Did that traumatize me? Probably. I mean, um, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Well, how old know. were you when you saw that? Uh, must have been like five. So this is this is even talking about kids that are like two or three. Oh, okay. Um, which, well, not yeah. to discount... You gotta get them younger now. Well, <laughs> and Adam, you may be onto something with that. So... Um, and, and I promise this is important, or it will be in the, sh in the long run, because, so this article talks about how kids' brains react to that environment. Uh, quote, let's see, your kids watch the same kinds of videos over and over. Video makers take notice of what's most popular, then mimic it, hoping that kids will click on their stuff. When they do, YouTube's algorithm takes notice and recommends those videos to kids. Kids keep clicking on them, keep being offered more of the same, which means video makers keep making those kinds of videos, hoping kids will click. So, it, kind of like we've noticed, sometimes YouTube can become its own propagation engine. Where because something hits, everyone makes that video, thus increasing the traffic on that kind of video, thus making it more of a hit. I, I guess the thing is, imagine if whoever, whatever adult taped pornography on there, mm. 
put it specifically after Looney Tunes right. because they knew you would see it. Right. Yeah. And then you'd watch it again because every single time you watch that VHS, they get money for it. Well, yeah. That makes it way more insidious and than then just some VHS, dude accidentally leaving a VHS lying around. And then that gets recommended to other kids in increasing volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then imagine a robot takes that VHS and goes, whoa, I can just recreate this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then a robot recreates that over and over and yeah. over. Would a robot be my new best friend? <laughs> uh, that article also calls out the issue that there aren't humans curating this content. So unlike unlike past situations where like your, your parent had to rent a tape for you... <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll play just hold on right bumper. You know, I gotta hit the button all the time. Um, I, I just can't that, see in behind. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. too far away. Yeah, that's a big issue. Uh, okay, so now November 4th, uh, Elsa Gates basically in full swing, or rather, people have noticed that this is a trend and that these videos are doing a lot of views and that there are there is a seemingly crafted force behind it, that there is something shoving these videos out and that there is a Intelligent process by which these videos are made and curated like the titles are just combinations of strings of words that work uh, The content of the videos is just reconstitutions of things that work It's kind of this weird aerobaros of content some of it getting very actually very graphic and disturbing <laughs> All right, so this is November 4th New York Times on YouTube kids startling videos slip past filters So this is it's starting to get made mainstream attention and this is the first time YouTube actually does anything about it or acknowledges it in any major way uh, quote, parents and children have flocked to Google-owned YouTube Kids since it was introduced in early 2015. The apps more than 11 million weekly viewers are drawn by its seemingly infinite supply of clips, including those from popular shows by Disney and Nickelodeon. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, skipping down, parents are encouraged to report inappropriate videos, which someone at YouTube manually reviews, he said. Uh, he being Malik Ducard, YouTube's global head of family and learning content. He noted that in the past 30 days, quote, less than 0.005% of the millions of videos viewed in the app were removed for being inappropriate. We strive, he added, to make that fraction even lower. How many? So, how many total videos were there? I missed that number. Um, they say no, uh, like total kids videos. Yeah, I don't I'm know curious. that you could put a number on that. Uh, that's, I mean, like that's kind of the thing I always like to know about YouTube because mm. they had the deal in volume. The volume, yes. Yeah. You know? that's but a big even, part of it. Isn't isn't the thing that when you have a system like this, even if one yes gets by, you go, well, it was a good ride. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Because then you're like, because with kids, it's kids. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> There really is no second chance. Like Nickelodeon, w- with us growing up or Cartoon Network or anything, could not have aired, right? Uh, you know, a Leatherface film <laughs> or something. And go, oops, sorry, it got past the filter. Yep. And they're like, you know, and, they would have been shut the fuck down. And even then, you know, there were episodes of specific shows that post air were never aired again because they mm. had such oh, yeah. blowback. The, the Simpsons one where he you falls know, down the, the canyon. I even Simpsons. I feel, I feel like there were you know, episodes of Scooby-Doo and stuff that oh, wow. had like drug illusions and things like that mm. that later you know, received yeah. blowback. Mm-hmm. Flintstones was so risque when mm-hmm. it first came out. Like There were episodes that just never aired again because um, you know Barney's parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, um, uh, since it started getting some pretty severe attention um, YouTube actually changed their policies a bit. Published on November 22nd, um, they outlined their, their steps that they were going to go through. And one of those affected us personally, actually. We had a, what was it, a demo disc? Yeah. It was a demo disc with, uh, we played, I think, a Frozen Flash game. A few of them. Where, I, I can't remember, do we dress her up? She was pregnant. I know that uh, Anna or Elsa, one of the two, was pregnant. It was also like hand repair. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. to pull that shit out of her hand. And that's when we discovered, like, Jack Frost is in all those games for some reason, even though I don't think he's an actual character. So, he so is. Wasn't... He's in that one movie where the Guardians 
Defenders of the Guardians or something. Oh, it's a different franchise? Yeah. God, kids are weird. To be clear, that video, those Flash games were not sexual in nature. They're just weird. Yeah. Um, but probably when we looked at... They're also kind of violent. Yeah. Uh, they are kind of violent. Violence yeah. is an, a big well, issue, too. When we looked at, but when we looked at Rule 34, I'm pretty sure that's probably what, what did that. Ah, maybe. So... Maybe. Um, but either way, it was Elsa on the front, and it's, it's like, it was just called Frozen and Pregnant. Yep. I could see a kid seeing that and going, but... That should just be flagged as yeah. sorry. This is theoretically it gets age gated, then it never shows up on the YouTube right. Kids app. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's the same situation with like Adult Swim. You know, it's like kids shouldn't be stumbling into Adult Swim. Yeah. You know. So here, oh. here are the major concerns about if if you were to dive into the, the idea, and and it is fairly sub- substantiated based on like the waves in which this content is made, the manner in which it's made, the similarities between all the content, you could. I mean, there are people who make fairly convincing cases that this is an orchestrated effort to program an entire generation of human beings. What? Yes, uh, with the following techniques. So there was grooming, um, wherein essentially you you desensitize a child to sexual acts, so they're more okay with being oh. sexually trafficked. Jesus. Um, there's learned helplessness, and and these are all like techniques performed by cult leaders or people that um, people that torture. These Dentists. are like things you do to to humans <laughs> to change the way they think. Uh, learned helplessness uh, is a if you subject someone kind of like Clockwork Orange style. If you subject a human to uh, a series of traumatic events when they have no ability to react, when they experience those events in the future and they do have an ability to react, it's more likely they will do nothing. Oh, okay. So if you expose someone to violence and 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 sexual acts They'll with YouTube, shut down. where they're just sitting there and they just they they yeah they take it impassively, it's more likely that they'll do that later in life. Um, you can normalize inappropriate behavior, which is essentially just making the shocking seem less shocking by exposure. Uh, this is this is out there. So uh, the subreddit also pointed to something called color programming, which is something cult leaders do a lot, which is like, we are blue. The path is blue. You want to be blue. Uh, there's a lot of that kind of thing in these kids' videos. There's associations with colors. There's repetitions of colors. There's associating colors with certain behaviors and certain... Uh, Certain uh, images. So yeah, I would say though, isn't that just sort of in line with how we all kind of grew up with school, where like, like children's programming in general? Two plus two is four. Right. right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Barney. <laughs> but you purple dinosaur. But that was all done. <laughs> that was all done with oversight. Like that was done with with actual humans watching and making sure that that there were no right. accidental problems going on. Right. This is this is the wild west, and it, re- it in the past at least relied on viewer reports to curate. So a lot of that stuff could get through without anyone even knowing. And then kids would watch it in mass. The YouTube algorithm would bump it up. And now you have millions of kids watching this thing without a single human being knowing what's going on. So that's, that's kind of the concern. Hmm. Um, so there's all those theories versus the idea that this is just, this is either AI cannibalizing AI to make money or human beings just sort of trying to predict the YouTube algorithm and make money off of it. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what ElsaGate is and, and what it's, what it is now. Um, YouTube is, has cracked down on it. They've removed videos. They're, they've changed their policies a little bit. Um, they announced five steps they were taking to sort of collaborate well, with other groups. But. It'd be nice if we could put our video back up because it had like two million views. That'd be nice. Um, and just not call it Frozen and not put Frozen on the thumbnail. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's weird. Bruce was saying it. Like, it's just gone. It's they didn't, yeah, literally just gone. They didn't I, unlist it. They yeah. didn't, like, private it. It's, it's, in the, it's in the video manager, meaning, like, the thing where you publish a video on, mm. on the Funhouse YouTube channel on the, like, the back end. But there's no way to bring it back up, and I can't even really click on it or anything. It's not even a link. It's just dead. 
Yeah. Well, it'd also be nice if we could uncheck something on our end that says, do not show this on the YouTube kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. Are we... Bruce, uh, I, I don't know for sure, but if if we wanted to, mm -hmm. when we uploaded a video, could we already age-gate it ourselves? Uh, yes. There'd yeah. be no reason to. You, you, but. Can say, you can say age-gate this, and then, and, yeah, absolutely. Was yeah. that video age-gated? Uh, I believe it was age-gated. It got age-gated a while sure back. That was a long... Just Maybe this is a just peek, peek behind the curtain, but yeah, with dudes... With um, demo, disc. demo discs, specifically. We had, to run, we had to walk a really fine line uh, with that show to get it not age-gated. Uh, which is essentially how much of the porn can we show? Well, a lot of blur, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so, even that, like, I, I feel like we still get in trouble for uh, implied. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like it's really funny how how far censorship has come because now censorship is almost risque, and it's it's like, ooh, they bleeped that word. They can't show that. Like, but we bleeped it. Yeah, no, it, it's still uh, on YouTube again. Yeah. This is up yeah. to like whether or not the robot catches it. <laughs> Pretty far-reaching news. Uh, even like SNL Weekend Update had a joke about yeah. Elsa Gate. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't hear it, but I saw the graphic. <laughs> I saw references. I was told. Yeah. This is a. I mean, like YouTube again and again and again. We sort of like this entire year. I feel like the theme of this year for YouTube is to hire more people. Like just hire more humans that can actually curate this content. They can't. I, and that's the thing is that I know they can try though, and yeah. they can do better than they've been doing. And, they, and I think they are. They would operate at a loss. Um, well, and that's sort of the catch yeah. is that they have to figure out how to run a business that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. Because right now, it's suffering like a lot. <laughs> the, beast, the beast is too big for them. Bubbles right. burst. And yeah, the bubbles burst exactly. So they need to uh, figure out a way to hire enough people. I know, like we can always say, yeah, there won't be enough because, of course, there are billions of hours of content on YouTube. But the more people you hire, the better you're going to get at this. I, I do know for a fact that there are farms. Uh, like basically farms of uh, like where my dog went when I was six. <laughs> He's very happy. Uh, Your dog yeah, is screening videos on YouTube right now. They could turn into those. There are farms of like basically people that they've uh, outsourced to watch content on Facebook. Now I know that there are a few uh, I had heard about in Phoenix and, th and things like that that were just you know hundreds of people sitting at computers clicking no no yes no 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 yes no on Facebook content because Facebook's doing the same thing right now they're they I don't know if they're ahead of YouTube on that probably not uh, um, by but my perception they're like they're equal with YouTube yeah only on that front because they see the problems YouTube's going through right, right now. exactly so, so they're, they're trying to from, scale up they're learning from the YouTube problems and uh, and and sort of employing their own farms I hope I'm pretty sure YouTube is doing the same thing I'd be very surprised if they weren't um and, I, and that's why I think that sometimes it's a manual review, a literal manual review. But still, that person is working like a robot. But they're just like they just all they see is the word fetish, and they get demonetized. Yes, mm -hmm. when, there's no subjectivity to it. Right, exactly. Yeah. No one's watching the video. Yeah. They just see the word fetish and go, "Well, it's yeah. bad." It could be an educational video of like fetish explained. Right. And right. like it could be the most kid friendly thing, but yeah. or like I've got a fetish for ice cream. I love ice cream. Yeah, and uh, that rubbing could, it on my dick. I'm using. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm using that as an example only because we just uploaded a video that we had fetish in the title. It got demonetized immediately. Literally hit right away, and we uh, changed the title, uh, requested a review, and they said no. So, wow. um, so it was it, like anything like that. Once it gets tagged, then. Whether or not it's a you know a robot somewhere or an actual human, I don't think either one of them is working as well as expected. I guess we should just do more research on pornography websites and whatever they have as tags. Mm. Oh yeah, like not use them. fisting. Uh, what is it? Cum dumpster. DVDA. Cream pie. <laughs> These are all like things we can't use. And I love putting cream pie in titles. I'd be curious if they if they at least did a thing where 
they created a system where those that wanted to play ball fairly could go there and do it. So instead of YouTube kids, that ain't working because they don't want to put a leash on the beast, right? Why don't you do a YouTube adults? Yep. Adults win. And we can go, yeah. all right, well, post our videos here and we want to do it here. This is where we want our videos to live. Yep. Theoretically, that's Pornhub. Well, no, no, no. No, then advertisers, I'm saying, advertisers buy into YouTube adults. Yeah. They buy into the adult swim version of YouTube because they know yeah. what they're getting. YouTube and it's like you dark. could that this yeah, way YouTube at least when dark. you set off like when you set off the beast or when it, whenever you do your change the, to the algorithm that's supposed to fix things which never does, um, at least it doesn't hurt the people who are at least trying to play by the rules. Yeah, you <laughs> know. But nothing about the system. And 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 sorry, I don't mean to sound too contrarian. I'm just I'm sort of just diagramming how, out how that would play in my head. Right, no, think about it. Yeah. No matter what. Somebody's gonna exploit the system. If there's more ad money in, in kid content, they'll say, oh no, this is kid content, and lie out of their fucking mouth. There's there's no reason to, to compel people to opt out of money just for good faith. Well, you know what so, I mean? Yeah. If there's m more money in kid content, then they should f focus their business strategy around putting more money into making sure kid content is kid content. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I so, like, the responsibility shouldn't be ours to fix their shit. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not... 100% for uh, manual curation of uh, online content that's on demand. But when it comes to kids stuff, yeah, maybe take the Netflix approach and just hire a director of programming goes, all right, I've got a team of 200 people. Their job is to scour all the things that have been submitted and we will curate every day. Hmm. We'll, we'll, I mean, they'll program like a TV station, but instead of having to, you know, license content, they're just... They're getting it and for free. Maybe YouTube does introduce some kind of subscription model where if you're paying into actually financially supporting YouTube and paying a monthly fee to utilize it as a service, you're going to get more one-on-one -on -one personal oh. hmm. human well, then they're running attention their own to network. your videos. Well, then they're running their I mean, own network, but I mean, desperate yeah. times, if their model yeah. is on the verge of collapse, they might just have to introduce, like, we may have to start paying YouTube as a service, to, to as a Man. platform to support our videos. Maybe... Uh, I can only imagine, given how paranoid people already are about preferential treatment on YouTube, if YouTube were to introduce an explicit preferential treatment program, they would catch so much hell. Over oh, that. I mean, it does go against everything that was the basis of the original Kinda, yeah. invention, which was YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. be on the tube. Free. Anybody Everybody's can do equal. it. Turns out but humans are monsters. The, rule, the rules <laughs> have changed over you know 15 years or whatever. It's not sustainable, obviously. So yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make it work. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting problem. There, there were like two things that could never happen uh, for YouTube to keep working. One was that a, a big sponsor could not appear on a an ad for terrorism, and then that happened. And the other is you cannot show explicit content to kids, and now that's happening, or it has been for a while. So, and, and I, I, I tend to think, and this is anecdotal, but based on, based on my experience with YouTube and my experience with the human race and my experience with the computers, to me, this all feels like certain people found a way to make money, and they didn't care to, to think about the morality of it. They're just like, oh, I can make money just by... Like, everyone wants a turnkey way to make money. Everybody wants to just come into the office, turn a crank, and walk out with a paycheck. That's what every, like, get-rich-quick scheme is based on. Fucking, like, buying and selling, short-selling stocks. The Winklevoss. Bitcoin billionaires. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And, that, and that's essentially what this has become. You don't have to care about the content. You don't have to think. There's no creativity involved. It's just mi mishmash all these phrases that you see crank out 500 videos a week because there's no creativity in them yeah. and then make some cash and you can do it all by yourself uh, You're also kind of describing the MCM model exactly. which is like, yes. like just sign them up. It's like 
did you look at their content? And they're like, nope. Hold <laughs> on, Vince. looked at their numbers. Yeah. yeah. But look at that number. That's a good number. Like, yeah. Right, but is the content good? Doesn't matter. Put, it's free money, baby. And like, yeah. It's like if you walked right. into a bank, and I'm not saying this wouldn't happen, but if you walked into a bank and you're like, I'd like a $10 million loan, and they're like, well, what kind of assets do you have as capital? And you open up a duffel bag, mm-hmm. and you're like, I have $1 million in cash. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that sounds like you got money. Good. Yeah. Not counting the fact that you had just robbed the armored truck outside right, yeah. with right. the cash. Or I guess it would be more of like a photo of your million dollars. Oh, and go, yeah. See? Proof right there. Look at the numbers. I the mean, numbers at the very least, YouTube can look at the back back yeah. of Olaf vids and go, they have made this yeah. much in ad revenue. Well, but it was always, that, that's how it always was whenever there was a true view video, um, whenever there was like a an ad deal, and we're like, why does this video have four million views yeah. and three comments? Four million and four. It was always like four million flat plus like five hundred and thirty, yeah. and then yeah, like maybe two two comments. and a half thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> four thumbs down. Like it's it's funny how like and I think people eventually caught on because yeah. those sales things go through. Go look at the number. <clears throat> well, the number's and- great, but then. I think people got upset when like, no, you got to do work. What? <laughs> well, that, I mean, yeah, I, I think because the, the game there was, you 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 sell a video before it's been made to a brand, and you say, hey, brand, we're gonna get you four million views, no problem, and then you negotiate the deal such that you know that you have, like, you shortchange the production, so you have the cash sitting around to true view it if you need to. Yeah. So it's a shit video that wasn't hard to make, and you just buy the views. You you tell the client who's too dumb to know what TrueView is. Hey, look, you got your four million views, and then you just cash the check. Yeah. So it's it's in some ways it's the same kind of shell game that I've seen happen in front of my eyes. That seems like it's this. Uh, some dude in in fucking India doesn't give a flying fuck what this kid might see. He doesn't even know what the kid might see because mm. he's got a, a render farm that's just auto cranking these videos out. Yeah. And since the algorithm has determined that kids like taboo topics like violence, and I mean, I remember being a toddler, I wanted to see everything bad. That is until the Lord Jesus Christ were so drilled into my head that I realized it was a sin. Um, But it makes sense to me that toddler viewing habits would tell YouTube that toddlers want to see this this kind of video Mm -hmm. because they're shocked by it. And then in turn, that enters the sort of Ouroboros of of, of the, the digital centipede of content. So then more and more videos with shocking content get made because that's what people click on and watch to the end. So I don't know. It, it seems like a self-created problem and not to not to excuse YouTube. But to me, it does kind of seem like there's no way they could have seen it coming, but they definitely have to be responsible for it being here. It's a weird. It's sort of like <laughs> this. I'm not saying this is a solution or anything, but it's like this sort like YouTube kind of saying like this is how you would like end the war on drugs. Hmm. It's like people want it. Give it to them. Huh. In fact, Create a system that gives them more of it. So it's like we have like imagine if like the the U.S. government in the 1980s with Pablo Escobar came out. They're like, we have discovered that humans love cocaine. We are now a cocaine country. Yeah. God damn it, this game. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of sparkles going on. But it's like, but someone go like, isn't cocaine bad? Like, uh, you don't want to play this. No, no, no. You're you're doing a great job. (laughs) You don't want to play this. It's fine. but yeah. Oh, sure. We got to do an ad read. Yeah, we do. Oh, uh, I, was, I was waiting for a, a somewhat of a conclusion. But. Let's talk about cocaine. Well, speaking of cocaine, you know what's more addictive than cocaine? Good food. That's true. Like the kind that comes to you through Blue Apron. And since Blue Apron is such a recurring and dedicated sponsor of this podcast, thank you for that. Kind of went through all the all the talking points a while ago. So it's time for another episode of Cooking with Lawrence, uh, cool. wherein I share with you my hard, hard-wrought uh, lessons about life, love, and cooking. Oh. 
It's Eat, Pray, Love, essentially, in a, in a convenient 90-second ad had read. So, okay. Well, uh, this time, uh, nearly every every recipe with Blue Apron requires that you, like, pat off meat with paper towel and then salt and pepper both sides. Yes. And let me tell you, uh, I uh, being dedicated to hygiene like I am, uh, it took a while for me to find a good system. And here's my system. <laughs> And maybe you guys can can. Is this uh, part of the ad read? Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I made the whole ad. I made the blue print steak thing last night. I made the steak last night too. Yeah, and I had no problem with the paper towel no. and the yeah. salt and Hold pepper. On. I want to hear. Maybe yeah, he's going to save guys, us time. You guys are guys maybe, are yeah, dragging I'm, out the I'm ad curious. I'm curious. I'm. You've got. I'm invested. You drag out the ad. He's going to say something like he uses the same towel every every week. Yeah, every time. It doesn't even bend anymore. It's great. No, so I basically remove the meat from the packaging, put it on the like. So I'll I'll cut the packaging open. Have a wad of paper towels in my other hand, uh-huh. and then I sort of pour out the blood and, and meat juices and stuff. Right. Then I deposit it onto the paper towel, and then I, I put the packaging in the sink because I rinse it before I put it in the trash. You don't want de- decomposing blood in your trash. Right, I know. So then I pat it off. Good, good, good. Drop mm-hmm. it onto the plate when it's already dry. Wash mm-hmm. my hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now here's the thing. Then I have a meat hand and a shaker hand. And that way you isolate. The con- contaminants. So you're just basically you're just keeping track of which hand you use. Exactly, Bruce. Okay. Uh, going back to ancient Roman times, the left hand is the dirty hand. That's all you need to do. So I'm I'm am salting and I'm peppering with my right hand, and then I flip with my left and I salt and pepper. That's all you need to do. Pap, 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 pap. The left is the dirty hand, then wouldn't you want it not touching the meat? Huh? No, it becomes the dirty hand. It's it's designated dirty hand. So it's, it's designated. Meat it's meat hand. It's not dirty hand. It's meat hand. Yeah. Meat yeah, hand. I mean, Good story. Meat hand. left hand is dirty. You could also get a glove. You could get tongs. But then you, uh, because yeah. you're gonna have to flip the meat on the pan anyway, and you're not gonna want to use your hand. Then the meat doesn't taste like you. That's <laughs> true. I just wash my hands, or wash after, your hands. After. Sometimes what I do is I keep a Holy stream God. of warm water going, so that way uh, I can easily get in, get under soap, and then get under again and be done with it. Nice. Sorry, right, technique. Go ahead, Lawrence. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's okay. it. Okay. All right. Talking with Lawrence. Is These are meant to be underwhelming, apron? by the you, way. You think you can get Blue Apron to like put that on the front page? So here's the trick. Like, okay. Lawrence here's is it. Hold on, here's well, the trick. Now, here, here's the real takeaway. Oh. Okay. Here's the problem. Uh, my girlfriend likes gr- like a grinder instead of a shaker, because she likes larger chunks of pepper and salt. Don't do that. Not not in the, in the, the meaty phase, because so you just wash your hands, right? They're going to be a little slick. You get a sheer plastic grinder, you're grinding, you're grinding, it catches on one peppercorn, that thing's gonna fly right out of your hand. So, be careful of that. Oh, I see what happens. I grind I've never all had of it. <laughs> never had it. Always and always. There's one time where I was, I was grinding with a pepper shaker, and uh, one caught in the grinder, flipped it out of my hand, it banged on the table, it broke the grinder part, a piece, a shard of plastic flew into the food as it was cooking. Here, so here's so, the ad read. Save your food. <laughs> okay, here's the ad read. Blue Apron makes cooking so easy that Lawrence can somehow manage it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. So thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring this podcast. Well, they've got a special deal for you. Uh, you can get your first dinner for free. That's a $30 value by going to blueapron.com slash soup. Blueapron.com slash soup. Uh, it's, it's a box service. They send you ingredients all portioned out. You cook them according to recipe cards. And you get your first one for free, $30 value, blueapron.com slash soup. Thank you for your sponsorship, Blue Apron. Uh, yeah, I, had, I don't know if you guys uh, I had it today for lunch. There you go. Mm-hmm. That steak thing. That's oh, that's a, name is so, soy steak. Yeah, oh, that was so good. Oh, that's Blue Apron Nation. They should call it me soy steak. <laughs> you should well, uh, for Blue Apron. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, I should point out he pointed back at me and said that steak thing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he went that What the fuck thing? is going on here? Oops. It's <laughs> some real Elsa Gate shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a girl who was chained to a briefcase that another girl is so carrying. So we solved it, or I don't know. I think we saved uh, we saved mm-hmm. Elsa World. Little fella. 
So well, that is uh, that is in essence moving. the history and current state of Elsagate. Um, the Elsagate subreddit actually has put together some pretty impressive timelines of the channels that have made this kind of content and what's happened to them, and how they perform. Uh, if you want, you can you can back out to the main menu, and uh, look at some eight, yeah, one on the right. Sorry, hit. You might have to. Hits, hits, there we go, there you Perhaps go. Perhaps if you spoke kanji. So you can go arcade mode plus, you can look at that HD data. It's all up to you, man. It's a, it's a playground of your choosing. What's data? Oh, it's like... I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Go ahead. Just, <laughs> so, I don't know, do you guys have any more questions or takeaways about Elsagate? It is kind of... For me, it's just, it's a milestone of a new generation. We're going to be dealing with in ten years. We're going to be dealing with human beings that were raised in this way. Oh, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. It's happening right now. I, mm. It's it's weird. I hear this over and over and over from different generations, which mm. is always like, "Oh, this generation is the worst." Mm. Yeah, sure. And I, I mean, like, they're more desensitized to sex, and they're la la la. I don't think everything's it means worse. It's bad. I don't think it's going to cause a downfall of humanity. It's just different. I, well, yeah. I mean, like, and I guess that's a good that's a good way of thinking about it. Uh, because a lot of people don't think that. A lot of people think it's like, oh, well, it's way worse than yeah. it ever was. Sure. And I don't necessarily think so. I think that it's just more of a, it's a different, it's a right. different generation. This does seem to be the first time, like this happened, like, oh, our kids are listening to the radio. Right. Orson yeah. Welles is going to rot their brains, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, ban the Wizard it's, of Oz and school library. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and so, like, I feel like this always happens, but this does seem to be the first time where the corporation behind it has been like, oh, come on, yeah. lay off. <laughs> you know, like, what are we supposed to do? It's big, you know? <laughs> like, television, television introduces standards yeah. and practices, and they mm -hmm. have time slots where they, certain content is run and Plus, I don't know. Elsa shouldn't have dressed that way. Yeah, she, she was know. asking for it. <laughs> yeah, oh. She didn't want that video to all that glass. That should have been that's Man. some YouTube exec who's like super bro. He's like, bro, if she didn't want it, you shouldn't dress <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. She I, wants so, it. She's teasing me. My my only concern <laughs> is not it is with the children watching it, but not because they think it's going to warp their brains or make a bad generation or anything like that. Humans are pretty malleable. It's just the fact that it seems like no one wants to step up and say, like, oh right, fuck. This well, is real bad. This we should have taken responsibility for this. Much sooner. like the children that just saw Anna fuck the elk or whatever, YouTube is growing up, Aww. and uh, YouTube really needs to <laughs> really needs to start hiring a lot of people and start curating a lot more. Um, and that's the that was our lesson months ago when get, we talked about the original Ant podcast. I get my my uh, I agree with you, Lawrence. I feel like this is a system that's what? No, isn't that the art from that? Yeah, X Men. Right? No, no, oh. no. There's a beat em up called Tough Enough. Oh. Sorry, the, the oh, shoot em no. up has some weird well, I was going to say, I, I have a feeling, I, I could be wrong, but I think the YouTube Kids platform was something that was built purely out of a monetary decision. Mm -hmm. It wasn't someone going, you know who needs content? Kids. Kids. Mm. Like, I think things like Sesame Street, at least, came from a place where someone said, we should make an educational thing for children yeah. that they can watch that isn't. You know, it's like it's it's live action, but it's cartoon friendly, and so exactly. yeah, it's like there there is actually like a, a soul behind it. Whereas this one, they said we'll make a robot that can make us so much fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Sesame Street had actual like educators mm -hmm. working on its conception, right? <laughs> but that, that's the difference between a show and a network. Now it's like Todd from Princeton, and it's oh. it's hard for me to <laughs> my heart can only bleed so hard for someone who goes. Fuck! We built this thing out of greed, and now it's not working because kids keep watching pornography because people are animals. Like, like, please, someone feel bad for me. I'm like, no, absolutely not. I think I mean, like, I, I think it's so. Yes, greed obviously drives some of this. I think it's also the fact that YouTube. I originally, I think YouTube started as, hey, we want to make something where everybody can put their own stuff. 
that's cool. Yeah. Like we, there and was we want, some monetization. And, and when we it want ways, yeah, right. We oh, want sure, ways yeah. for people to. But then, when, yeah, when monetization starts getting in the way, then that obviously gets driven again by greed, like Adam was saying before. Mm. So it's just about curation. That's all it is. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why it's taken YouTube this long, or even maybe ha they weren't even trying to prevent it. That's the thing that sort of yeah. like scares me a little bit. Is that like what? I'm sure someone along the way. Although this this sort of goes against my own rules about my own life, which is I've seen corporations time and time again know that something bad was happening for months or years and go, you know what? It doesn't matter because right now we're making a ton of money. And as long as we can hold this off, even with lawsuits that are coming, it won't matter because we're going to make money hand over fist and the lawsuit will only be a fraction of that cost had we stopped it five years earlier. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of the thing that... I, that I th that worries me about YouTube is that I I would hope that YouTube would start working on things to prevent this mm -hmm. rather than uh, damage control every six months. Mm -hmm. um, I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, no, Bruce, I think you're you're absolutely right. To me, to me, the one thing I can't wrap my head around, the thing that to me that seems the most immoral, is YouTube making a kids app, knowing that it had no manual oversight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also knowing knowing like by 2015 there were already some weird things happening on YouTube. And especially like that was like basically prime blow up for Gamergate. So that was, as as I see it, that was kind of the first real weaponized mass manipulation of how the internet works, and and like like claiming control of hashtags, claiming control of search results. Uh, like I don't know what the term is, but where you basically like make Google float bad and misinformation about people to the top of the search pages, oh, yeah. so you like ruin people's careers and shit like that. Those are all techniques that were that were like being proven to be very effective at that time. And for them, for Google and that ecosystem to say, here's an app for kids. By the way, all of it's curated by AI. That to me is like, okay, that's not okay. It's putting a little too much faith in our robot overlords. Right. Which has betrayed you time and time again in the yeah. past. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, when they learned about Adpocalypse, well, learned about, whatever. <laughs> when Adpocalypse hit back in March, they should have been like, somebody should have been, you know, raising the alarm on YouTube kids. I mean, like, whoa, 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 there's all sorts of crazy shit over there. We need to fix that right now. I, I mean, I'm sure they dealt with that since day one, and they're all probably pulling their hair out. Like, I just, I I know that no matter no matter what YouTube does or any other platform does, it's never perfect. No, no, because no, if it was, not. they would fire their entire engineering staff, and there wouldn't be job postings well, for new, you know, hires to improve the system. How you wouldn't be so sensitive to the possibility of, possibility of a class action lawsuit coming out of that, thinking that like, okay, well, at least with YouTube proper, they're, we're complying to terms and agreements that are set that, you know, we are willingly looking, using this platform. But with the kids, YouTube kids, I'm sure that there are specific terms specifying like, this is content that's, that's appropriate for children. Like, it's safe for your children to come here. We, we... You know, as we YouTube, 100% guarantee that. I don't know that those are their terms, but I would imagine that might be it. I actually wonder. Uh, you the think they that, don't put that kind of language? The more language? That you talk about that, the more I'm thinking to myself. I wonder if that disclaimer says something like, "We're not responsible for what your kids." Maybe, see. maybe well, it's that, the opposite. That's, that's sort you know? of YouTube's I don't know. overall mantra ever since the Viacom thing. They're basically saying like, "You can't sue us." You got to go after the content creator. We we are just the platform. Right. We hold no responsibility for that. That is the term of service you agree to when you sign up or you watch a video on our site. And they're like, oh, okay. This is also sometimes like a Silicon Valley thing, like not the show, but like the place mm. where they're like, we're geniuses. We can make an algorithm. Why aren't you genius too? Oh, <laughs> like, like they completely lose sight of the fact that 
most of the human population isn't as smart or aware or can navigate these things the same way they do mm-hmm. just because they are a city full of geniuses pushing the technological landscape forward like it's I just yeah. have to imagine that in the promotional language for you two kids there has to be something pushing that this is a safe haven for your children to go to and that makes it that makes them susceptible to some kind of legal action. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I would, yeah. I, at least I, I would hope. There's got to be a catch, though. They, they knew that something... They're not so stupid that they think nothing would slip through the cracks. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's no way that they would put that up promising well, under under legal recourse that this is a safe environment. Like, I, I don't know. Let your kids watch Sesame Street on HBO. Please. Truly please. think Sesame Street is like the only content that's really okay for <laughs> kids, especially <laughs> toddlers. What about Blue's Clues? No. Oh, okay. absolutely. Not. All right. So yeah, um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I I don't know that I necessarily buy into the conspiracy of it. Although it is, to be frank, kind of fun to read. It is it is sort of a kind of like a cyberpunk milestone in my head of, of the mass manipulation of the human race via technology or whatever. I don't know if I buy into that being the case here, but you know, it's uh, stranger things have happened in this well, world. I guess. Here's another important thing. <clears throat> As a, I'm, I'm not anywhere close to being a parent. But I have a friend, she has a, a five-year-old, and she was telling me that she's been showing her kid, like, old movies. Hmm. And this is thing I, I didn't even realize. Kids don't know what fucking year it is. That's true. They man. don't know when shit came out. They're, they just know that there's something moving at 24 frames a second in front of them. So you as a parent can curate your own content. There's so much to choose from. And that, that's like, you could be your own TV. Parent TV. A century's <laughs> worth of content. Well, yeah. I mean, so you're right, Adam, but the... The issue there is kind of, as I spoke to earlier, toddlers prefer um, choosing what they want to watch. They they prefer that extra extra. They prefer to exercise that that control because well, they don't have will, any. Of yeah. it. Sure. And then well, um, until they're eighteen, they're living under my roof. So. Right. Right. Well, so so let's say you you sit your kid down in front of Casablanca and they won't shut the fuck up. They just keep crying and yelling yeah, and so rolling you, around on the so ground. You put frozen in front of them. So you just yeah. shove a tablet in their hands. They shut oh, the fuck wow. up so I can go masturbate, and then. <laughs> And then they they find their way to Peppa Pig drinking bleach. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my house. I'm four. Get out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying cheer your kids Casablanca. <laughs> like maybe the Princess Bride, you know, or mm. something a bit more kid friendly. I think what Lawrence is saying there's a there's his empirical evidence to say that the child, no matter the content, will be will may not potentially engage with it and may not. It may not serve the purpose of watching it or showing right. it to them because didn't they it. didn't pick it. Yeah. Right. But then what you do is you just hire some Silicon Valley nerd to take your hard drive that has 1,200 kid-friendly movies that you yourself have verified and then put that on an app and then you make the button on your iPad look like YouTube so they ah, go there and they can only watch the shit that you've approved Hell but yeah. they think that they're doing it. Yeah. We gotta be smarter than the toddlers, people. We'll call it yeah. James Tube. If you let the toddlers win, <laughs> man, we're in for There's it. no Elsa stuff in Hard Nutting this week, is there? No. That's a shame. Oh, I was sorry. I mean, I that, guess that's, that might hard, be. that's hard to prep for. Uh, I, yeah. I hope not. I hope there isn't. There's not. Uh, I don't want this video deleted. Um, but, I guess, okay, I guess on that subject. Uh, so sometimes on the internet I find a thing. A thing that somebody's written. And I think, man, that was that was stated really well. That is, a, that is poetry right there. And then I think, there's one man I know who is excellent at reading poetry. And that's Bruce. So I'm not Bruce Elliot. read something. Oh. Wait, wait, Lawrence, shouldn't we do the ad read before we do it? Uh, what time is it? Yeah, we should. It's pretty late. Yeah, man. We'll do a tease. Time flies. I'll All right. read it after this. After I read this. Ooh, thanks for the achievements. Forward. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is all sponsored by Movement Watch, which had I acknowledged my watch before, I would know what time it is. 
Because it says right there, we got ten minutes left. We're gonna go maybe really? five minutes over. Damn. Yeah, man, time flies when you're playing a weird Japanese shoot 'em up. Well, that's not what's making time fly. <laughs> it's the good conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. So movement is a they're kind of a I don't know if you call them rags to riches, but certainly uh, some hardworking fellows who had a had a dream, and that dream is sticking reasonably priced and attractive watches on the wrists of everyone in America. And since we're coming up on gift giving season, a watch is certainly not a bad idea for someone that may be hard to shop for. Maybe a a uh, father or mother or other person of elegance and taste in your life that you can't can't even think of what to get for them. And to that note, uh, Movement has a gift-giving offer for you. Uh, with Movement, you can skip the crowds, standing in lines. Who needs any of that stuff? Shop online, for real people. Why Every year, malls are still choked and I don't get it. They are this year, too. I've seen a <sighs> ton, ton how, of people. How would you know that unless you were going? I, uh, I'll i go past it. Yeah. And then Listen, I've been going to the mall because that's where the movie theater is. So and then and we have to get there really early to get our tickets to the movies before the seats fill up. So then we spend like two hours at the mall. Malls are back, baby. Oh, great. Well, I, I encourage you to contribute to their decline by shopping at Movement for your holiday gifts. Uh, and they can they can help you enhance that. For So for $95, uh, you can also get a free strap and uh, placed in an elegant gift box sent directly to the recipient that you desire. And all that for ninety or starting at ninety-five dollars, and the designs are clean and nice. I like this; it's just black and silver, like my soul. Um, hmm. And uh, yeah, so if if you got a father that you don't know what to buy for, I feel like that's a really good, a really good gift. And uh, returns are free, so if they don't like it, who cares? Uh, uh, actually, wait, shipping is free. It's a good parent. I'm about and <laughs> I know. Well, hey, you got to express the effort, and then your dad's like, "I don't want to watch," and you're like, "Well." All right, then. I did my best, Dad. Yeah. Peace! Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next year. Uh, but you can get that deal by going to movement.com slash dudesoup. Uh, that's mvmt.com slash dudesoup. Any watch starting at $95, free strap, uh, shipping is free, an elegant gift box. I want to see that gift box. I don't know how elegant it is, but I bet it's real elegant. So once more, movement.com slash dudesoup. Thank you for your sponsorship, and thank you for the watch. Give me that piece of paper. All right. So, here's here's a missive. Uh, this is two years back. This is great word. from the uh, from the height of from the height of Gamergate. Actually, there's a reference to Anita Anita Sarkeesian in mm -hmm. this. So uh, it is on the same topic of uh, basically people figuring out that the wool has been pulled over their eyes and striving for freedom. So here you go, Bruce. A little Reddit comment for you. Hold on, let me let me do the thing. Oh yeah, that's right. I have a header. You do do do. Got to look for it. Is Bruce's glasses? Yep, well, they are. Those are my Coke bottle glasses. All, All right, right, Bruce, take it away. Uh, this is from Reddit commenter Marlos PKM, two years ago. As ridiculous as my statement is going to sound, I'm pretty sure that Anita Sarkeesian is trying to prevent us from experiencing the joys of 2D women. <laughs> the kind of joys many Japanese men who have rejected the pig disgusting ways of 3D women already have. There is nothing more frightening to these feminists than the idea of a man finding emotional fulfillment through love of a robot or the idea of a woman as opposed to an actual woman. Most of society is set up to shame men who don't fall in line and also fall in love with women. Men who haven't been approved by women are deemed other and rejected from society. The future waifus and the Hatsune Miku Oculus Rift sex experiences take away one of feminism and women's powerful weapons over the male gender. Their dominance over sexuality. Once man is freed from the institutional forces which oppress him and force him to find purpose in the approval of women, he will be free to pursue his own dreams. Finally, men will have no need to fight over women as they will have something that replaces them the same way robots have replaced the male industrial workforce of the world. What? what? 
Wars will be ended, and we will achieve world peace. The masculine will be set free, uh-huh. allowed full creativity, and the world will enter a new enlightened age. We will explore Mars, <laughs> Jupiter, and the furthest reaches of our solar system. Male and female will be united, working together towards a better future for humanity. But only if we can free ourselves first. Wow. Thanks for writing yep. that. Bruce. Okay, so that was two years ago. <laughs> yep. So he may just not have had the slash S to put at the bottom. Yeah, maybe he was... Maybe? At the beginning, I was like, this guy's a prick. It at the end, be, I was like, has to be he's talking about going to space. It seems sarcastic. It has to be sarcastic. As he, got to, as he escalated it to space. space when he did. It's possible. Ooh. It's possible. Ooh. I've known people to, without a hint of irony, make that... Make that argument as sincerely as they can. So, so <laughs> it demonstrates too much understanding of that mindset is the thing that gets me. Usually, if somebody knows enough to think that that sort of mindset is stupid, they don't understand it to the degree that that person did. I guess that's well, but, all good parodies based on understanding yeah, the yeah, mindset. Exactly. True. The only reason Louis C.K. was so funny is because he actually did masturbate in front of people. <laughs> well, yeah, point. I guess yeah. Okay, we could be dealing with a, a an amateur Louis C.K. So does this guy jerk off to Hatsune Miku? He yes, better. absolutely. Does he actually believe that jerking off to Hatsune Miku gets him to Mars? No, not necessarily. Maybe not. Yeah, but that's part I of the so. well. Either way, we'll never know. Yeah, no. we'll part of the uh, part of the let us masturbate to anime. And uh, make America great again. Mindset is that if you if you remove all those distractions, then then the true the true the right people will make the earth good for you. That's not you though. Mm-hmm. It's everyone else that are the smart people. I get to ride on their coattails as long as all the other people are gone. Right. Well, I also love the implication that you've been like you've been shackled for by, so long. By women. The male gender. If only we had an opportunity to fly. Yeah. <laughs> if women stopped depressing men, yeah. Yeah. which they do. With their ridiculous control. Why don't they sex. stop, Elise? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'll mention it at the next secret meeting. <laughs> see if we can uh, work something out. I need to. I need to get in those meetings. No, you don't. Yeah, I you do. don't want to be so, seen. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's net hard. That, right. I mean, that was pretty hard nothing, but we can do better. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry. I'm, Adam, I'm sorry. Oh, no! Adam, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to have to stop playing. <laughs> oh. I'm very... I'm sorry! Darn, is the nightmare over? I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. That's okay. Mm, boy, that overlays... Okay, so... God. Goodbye, Link. Why I was it, there ten minutes ago. Why is it doing that? Because it's the Steam browser. The game, the game is very... Processing. Very intense. Yeah, intense. Close the game. How many threads do your CPU have? Not enough. That's the answer. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got the Omega Omegaverse genetics yeah, was wow, last week's that victor. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, if you recall, uh, listeners and viewers, that is that is the manner by which Omegas in the Omegaverse can perpetuate their genetics versus the Alpha and Betas of the world. Um, Omegas, as we all know, are self-lubricating um, <laughs> self-lubricating men who can get pregnant. I'm gonna stack that up against the Fat World Wiki. <laughs> So, uh, it's pretty much what it sounds like. Uh, Welcome to the Fat World Wiki. It's a collaborative project based on the fictional yet fantastical alternate reality created by Fan2000. Oh, it's a bunch of celebrities that are are fat instead of skinny. So, are these only women? Good question. Are there men on this? Well, Genesis Rodriguez, is that a, is that a woman? Uh, It's gotta be a woman. uh, It looks like a woman. Okay, hold on. uh, Jennifer Stone, Eden Share. I don't like there's a Jennifer Lawrence yet. That's it? Oh, this just last activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yeah. to see the whole gallery. Uh, let's see. Is this a random page on Fat World or random page? Yeah, okay. Hey. Ah, I asked Cupquake. Yeah. Yep. She's in the Fat Are World. Are we on this? 
I has too many cupquakes. <laughs> yeah, this is actually this popular individual. pages, most visited articles. Taylor Swift, of course. Of course. Uh, Emma Watson. Taylor, not so swift. Nice. Um, <laughs> she is. Oh, she looks good fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does, Bruce. What? It's true. Emma Watson. Well, hold on, there's an above average. They just stretched What's the... above average? Oh, what? let's see. They just stretched that out. That's bullshit. No, no they added a chin. <laughs> <laughs> Mars, Lita, Mickey James, Who are those people? Stephanie McMahon, Mickey J- Okay, so these are all uh, WWE oh. people. All right, uh, that's good. So the thing, the thing to note about Fat World Wiki mm-hmm. is not only is it a collection of pictures, but it's also histories of their weights and how they have put on weight. Oh, hold on, okay. do, do they talk about how much food they ate? Um, let's see. After. Women like Angelina. No, yeah, her current weight is four hundred seventy pounds. It doesn't say how she became yeah. fat. It's morely. It's more about how their fat interacts with seventy pounds. That's not four hundred seventy pounds. AJ Lee. Why are they? Yeah, I don't understand the above average thing. They're all wrestlers. I don't like that they stretch the. Uh, it makes them look fatter. Ratio. It's awesome. Man. I know. Stacey. Lazy though. It is lazy. Some of these photoshops. Wow. Little to be desired. Uh, oh, there's a blog. Can you? <laughs> Uh, I wish you could see the traffic. Hi, mine. <laughs> oh, Fan2000 in 2013. Hi to everyone who's been working on this wiki based on my work, Fat World. I want to thank everyone for your contributions so far. I've always been intending to create a dictionary or reference sheet to give everyone who has enjoyed Fat World a sense of how much celebrity in our world weigh and the alternate universe I created. And even if they are celebrities... <laughs> And even, and they even, wait. Every, every time I see a post like this, when there's like zero engagement on it, I just imagine someone standing on a small hill out in the middle of a desert and like, thank you everyone for yeah. coming. It's been very nice. It's a nobody. Yeah. Mm. Anytime you see like a tweet that has like no favorites, no replies, <laughs> no retweets, and someone's just like, right guys? Yeah. Can you believe this administration? And it's just like, guy on top of the hill screaming. Cicely Strong got, got a Oh, really? Role. Who's that? Her. SNL. SNL. Oh. She's really funny. Yeah. Hey, Vera Varmiga. They spelled it wrong. Vera, it's supposed to be Vera Farmiga, but... There she is. She She's currently a, weighs 390 pounds. Oh, so that's the only thing they show is that their weight. Uh, they don't really show how they got fat. It just shows their weight. Well, yeah. it looks like, depending on the person, there's more elaborate posts written about them. Mm. What still, about Elsa? I still want to see... Good question. I want to see the exposition as to how this person gained so much weight. That's mm-hmm. what I want Well, to yeah. Food, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> how... Can you search... Specifically, search Fat World. You Maybe if search I click for Elise. Oh, that'd be good. There's no way. You think you're on Fat World? There's no way Elise so. or Funhouse is on here. But they, well, we will be now. Well, yeah, because somebody will add it. No. Uh, Damn. Oh, sorry. sorry. You can't Try win Funhouse. Them all. Okay. Hopefully, it's tagged appropriately. That'd be nice. I think this may not have been updated. Mm-hmm. Sandra O oh, though. Since wow. we, she's since basically we one of us. We will be on this site in a week. I hope. Well, after we there she it. is. But it's still only women. Are there any men? Five hundred found a single man. So Fat World is just a world where women are fat. Oh, is one of the three this. most prominent actresses on Grey's due to her ability and high weight. That's what it said. Oh, really? <laughs> high weight. It's good. <laughs> well, see what he's saying is this whole arts alternate universe. Oh, there's a lot of women on here. Values. You have to be fat in yeah. order to be a celebrity. It values it. Amy Poehler. Daphne Zuniga. Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh. Eliza Dushku. Whoa! Megan Fox! Gina Elizabeth what about, Olsen. Um, like uh, Melissa McCartney. Melissa oh, McCarthy. oh, yeah, because she's normally fat. I see. McCarthy? McCarthy, but yeah, Whatever. we know what you Let's see. M. It's uh, Steam Browser's chugging a little bit. Yeah, okay. what is wrong with it? Melissa McCarthy, there she is. Uh, she's just fatter. Yeah, Whoa. she's fatter. Yeah. 755 pounds. 
<laughs> they doubled it. Due Good to job. her pregnancies and the weight-friendly nature of Mike and Molly, McCarthy weighs in at 755 pounds. Is she actually the cousin of Jenny McCarthy? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. she absolutely is. But Today I learned, thanks to Fat World. Yeah. There she is. She's also in the Fat World. She's 650 pounds. I had no idea. Wait, 650? That's not Which she credits to her pregnancy and help from cousin Melissa McCarthy. Wow. So there you go. Cousins stick together. <laughs> How do you like that? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did this guy write all of these? No, no way. No, no, no because he was it's thanking his contributors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tips and guidelines for I just, contributions. I wish there were some dudes on here, too. I do, too. I think, it's, I do too. Uh, I I think they're stifling them. So here we go. I mean, uh, it's, it's an alternate history timeline. Unlike normal I'm alternate history dudes. timelines, Fat World is basically our world, but with a vast majority of women fat. While the large wholesale changes in history haven't occurred in Fat World, there are minor differences. <laughs> Here are some culture examples. Uh, in the 1970 AFL-NFL merge saw the Atlanta Falcons, Minnesota Vikings, and the Saints. This thought about it. Moved to the afl and in, instead of the instead of the Colts, Browns, and Steelers, okay, that okay. Some interesting side effects uh, that the Raiders stayed in Oakland, never entered to L.A. What does that have to do with Fat World? Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. This butterfly is the, effect. This is the stuff Maybe. that he loves. Yeah. So, so he's putting oh. in the stuff that he loves. That's why he wrote in the DeLorean Motor Company. <laughs> still one of the greatest first <laughs> companies. Because he loves DeLoreans. <laughs> well, uh, you WCW wasn't purchased by WWF anymore. It was well, a dot-com billionaire. Oh. But you know why? Why? The why, DeLorean? Why? Because it was a car made entirely of steel. It weighed like four times as much oh, as God. any other car, which is one of the reasons it failed. So it, uh, it could carry fat people. It could people. support. Well, if anything, it's a fat car. Was it steel or was it made of aluminum? Uh, Either way, it was metal and it was really heavy. Was and everyone really, was, was really like, heavy. this is a disaster. Uh, okay. It was really heavy. Uh, okay, so Orion Pictures is still operating. Thank God. Good, I'm glad. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith is still alive. But Good. is she fat? Uh, she's the heaviest mobile woman in the world. Okay. And one of the most heaviest successful women in Hollywood. <laughs> Makes sense. Jennifer um, Anderson and Brad Pitt are still married. I have children together. Uh, okay, so our last example, because not all celebrities in our world will be celebrities in fat world. Celebrities in our world fall under the following categories in fat world. Famous and fat. Not famous and fat. Famous and not fat. Not famous and not fat. But there, I haven't seen any not fat people. I haven't yet. I love this so much. Uh, <coughs> famous fashion models in fat world are actually BBW models and pay site stars in our world. Okay. How, How much, much do they weigh? Fan 2000 has the final say. As you are con con contributing, please keep in mind that Fan2000 has final editorial say on what is written, that makes sense especially when it comes to weight. Too many cooks in the kitchen yeah, otherwise. Yeah, the, man, the man on top of the hill by himself going, These are final! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a steer just kind of looks at them. Uh, who? <laughs> so Fan2000, you, out of your mind, has, has been brilliance. Brilliance born. He's imagined an entire world of fat women. And I like that. Man, mm. I like this a lot. Boy, oh boy, do I like this a lot. We, yeah. Omegaverse is way too complicated. I know what this is. <laughs> it's simple. That's what I like about it. Who's right. that? Uh, Are we, that's, uh, your, that's your thumbnail. Jennifer Stone. <laughs> right there. That's your thumbnail. Yeah, let's let's take it to a vote. Deliberations. Um, Omega versus genetics versus fat world. Uh, James, what is what are you? How are you casting your vote? I'm going to cast my vote for Omega verse because I feel like Omega verse contains directions. <laughs> like there's a guideline there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whereas Fat World is just pure fantasy. Oh, it doesn't. God. It doesn't accurately convey how we reach this point, um, and how we could better improve our world uh -huh. to mimic Fat World. Fair. There's no aspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, Bruce, what do you think? I'm voting for Fat World. Okay. But um, I'm gonna vote for Fat World because it's so accepting. Hmm. It allows anyone to imagine that they are a celebrity in Fat World, no matter their weight. Well, no. Doesn't have no, any skinny no, people. No men. No men either. No men. Just just yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny people are in fat world. They just don't want. I didn't see Wikipedia one person pages. of color. I would. I would say it discriminates race. more than the current world. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on a minute. Oh, do they have a? Uh, eh, never mind. 
Oh, she looks good. Yeah, she does. Nice. Looks real good. Look, good, she's eating the hot dog there. Good skin. Angelina Jolie, you're killing it. Uh, Adam, what do you think? I'm going Fat World. All right. It's two yeah. to one. Uh, what about Elise? Yeah, Elise. I'm going to go Omega with the, ex- the expectation that Lawrence will choose Fat World. There's a No, I don't get to choose. He doesn't Oh, the choose audience votes. That's yeah, right. Now, so, now, so, oh, the audience that, will totally the vote. Straw poll? They'll totally vote for we Fat pushed World. It, we pushed it to a they vote. They got to vote for Fat World. They will. Yeah. So, <laughs> audience, you have... They got it. It's great. You have a whole week. I'm going to take this time to remind you guys, this isn't about, like... Making fun of anyone. No. So don't like no. dogpile on anyone. Don't like point and laugh. Everyone's into their own thing. We're celebrating. Fan 2000 loves big ladies. Darby Stanchfield? Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. She's in Scandal. Not she enough people are named. Not enough people are named Darby. Pounds? That doesn't seem very fat. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. So I Is she four foot three? <laughs> oh, okay. She <laughs> could be very short. Whom? Who is that? Some person Native fat of Brooklyn. World walked by on the street. <laughs> oh, she was in The Tester. Oh, The Tester. What? Okay. Co-holder oh, okay. of five Guinness World Records for gaming. Gotcha. All oh, right. she's a gamer. Okay. Got it. Right. Nice. Understood. Yeah, the random seems to go to like gaming YouTube channels. British actress and singer songwriter. That's why we need to get in there. This is great. Yeah, there's no dudes. I really like this a lot. All right. Well, we have we have a tie. So uh, uh, because because the validity of Hardnet and cannot be impugned, it goes to you, the audience. So there will be a link in the description. Um, and this applies to, you know, the, the audio feed, YouTube video, if you're watching on RT, all that stuff. There should be a link there. Um, punch it on over to Straw Poll, which cannot be hacked. Russians try. You can't do it. Um, <laughs> Unlike our elections, yeah, <laughs> Straw Poll is infallible. <laughs> we should just elect presidents via Straw Poll. It's silly. Mm, great right. idea. Man. Phone vote? That'd be great. <laughs> like American Idol? <laughs> no. <laughs> More people voted in American Idol. Text hashtag election. <laughs> Pick your new president. <laughs> <laughs> Can they sing? I want to see oh, me and oh, him. Me and him. Everybody must want him. Get it? <laughs> there we go. That's what I wanted. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Uh, well, thank you for listening to Dude Soup, everybody. Yeah, I, we didn't come to much of a conclusion about Elsa Gate because it, it's kind of still in, still in play. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen? They can't write that. This hands weight has ballooned to 360 it's pounds. Fair. It seems like it's it. Fat World. She's yeah. allowed. Yeah. No, balloon's a wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next week. I always appreciate you tuning in. This show is a lot of fun, so appreciate your time and attention. Hopefully it was entertaining or educational. Uh, if you found it either of those things, I'd appreciate it if you could recommend it to a friend or just leave us a review on a podcast side, whatever, what have you. But, hey, man, just being here is enough. I always appreciate that. I, oh, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Looking good. Look what you could have had, Tim Robbins, you monster. She's known <laughs> for her social and political activism. She's got, like, a really young boyfriend now. Well, it's got her daughter linked right in there. And weighs 450 pounds. Think her daughter can outweigh her? Let's find out. Nice. 480, just barely. Wow. Just barely. She's got youth on her side. <laughs> She'll slow down eventually. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. And if you're watching live, stick around. we got the post show coming right up. <laughs> Bye. Bye.